Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss and beyond. Remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. So be sure to seek medical support from a qualified health professional. Hello, my friends. I have a wonderful episode lined up for you today. We have Teddy Nikova, registered dietitian, back with us. And we are going to talk about how to handle eating out because as we all know, things are opening up again. They have been opening up for the last several months, but now it's summer and everyone's getting out and they're going to barbecues and they're going to restaurants and they are asking our team how do I handle this? Like, what do I do? Help panic. I don't want to overeat. I don't want to totally blow it. I don't want to gain weight. So Teddy, thank you for joining me again on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me again. This is going to be a really exciting topic. We're going to be giving some remarkable strategies that I'm really excited for everybody to apply. Yay. Okay. Let's jump in. So we have a client and they come to you and they're like, listen, I don't, I'm going to a barbecue or I'm going to a restaurant. I don't want to just eat chicken and broccoli, right? Like dry chicken breast and steamed broccoli with nothing on it, but I, I want to choose something different. So how do I find that balance of enjoying food, but still working towards my overall health and wellness goals? So I get this question all the time where my clients have this idea that if they're eating out, they have to stick to like a salad and protein and it's going to be really boring. And they're like, Teddy, I can make that at home. I'm eating out because I want to enjoy the food. I don't want to feel deprived. So first of all, feelings of deprivation will only occur if you have thoughts that you are being deprived in that moment. So going back to the thought model Sasha has talked about in previous episodes, our thoughts create our feelings. So we get to choose what thoughts we have about our eating out experience. So first of all, I just wanted to address the mindset piece around it. So to reduce deprivation and find that perfect balance, I'm going to encourage all of you to actually step into a social setting as your future self. So when you're in your weight loss journey, you're in the process of becoming your future self. You now was created from past decisions, but now we get to form that future you. So for example, let's step into a wedding. Let's say you're at a guest at a wedding and you're stepping in that scenario as your future self. So when I talk about the future self, it's that future self that has lost weight successfully, is maintaining their weight and has a really healthy relationship with food where she doesn't really experience a lot of deprivation. So for example, maybe your best self really enjoys the scenery of the wedding. Maybe she makes it a point to have a conversation with everyone at the table. She most likely has a really enjoys the salad, the steak as the main, and mindfully enjoys the few bites of chocolate mousse cake. That's her favorite cake. And also your future self stops when she's physically full and when she no longer needs any food and that future self maybe doesn't even enjoy the process of overeating. So it's really about, first of all, just stepping into any social eating out event really as that ultimate version of you that doesn't really experience deprivation, but can practice that flexibility in that scenario. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a great scenario. So a lot of people think the diet causes me to feel deprived. And what you're teaching, what I teach, right, is that the diet is totally neutral. So let's just put salad and chicken breast on there as like, as this neutral fact. Some people are going to think that's so boring. Like I'm so deprived if I eat that, that sucks. I love salad and protein and I will almost always have that. Like, I just enjoy it. I love when someone else makes it and there's a different ingredients and like, I just, I feel great eating that. So my thoughts are, I love, I love it. Like what salad am I going to get? What protein am I going to get on there? It's going to be so yummy. And so I have a totally different experience. I never feel deprived when I'm having that as my choice. Do I always have that? No. Do I occasionally have like a pasta? Yes. But what the point is, is that we get to choose our experience and how we feel, but, and, and if we can take ownership of thoughts and feelings, that's how we become really powerful and successful in our lives. Because from there we take action, we make choices and we get the results in our life. So I love that. This is your first point is we get to choose whether we're going to have feelings of deprivation based on how we think about it. Now, I want to just expand on that further because some people who maybe you're new to this work are going to hear that part of our conversation. And they're going to extrapolate that we're always telling people that they have to eat salad and chicken anytime they go out and they just need to manage their minds about that. And I know that that's not what you're saying. So let's, let's expand on that further. Absolutely. So I really encourage our clients to practice flexibility. So what I mean by that is, first of all, we want to plan ahead of time whenever we're eating out or attending a social setting. So I always encourage my clients to look at the menu ahead of time and really just make a choice that's going to be aligned with their values. So what that could look like is maybe you're going to decide to share some more starchy appetizers, if that be some fried calamari, French fries, you know, you're, you're going to share them with others because we know we talked about in our first talk together that those refined carbohydrates do create a lot of over-desire and can lead to overeating. So maybe you plan to share those with others. And then for your main, you see an option that has some grilled fish and some non-starchy veg on the side, and you love fish. And you really think that would be a really tasty option. And then you look at the dessert and be picky with it. Maybe there's desserts that you don't really enjoy on on there. Maybe it's a dessert that's famous in Toronto or in Canada and you really want to try it. So it's really about planning everything ahead of time and not necessarily being restrictive with your choices, but practicing that flexibility What we want to avoid is in the moment drama. So what I mean by that is if we go into a social eating event with no plan and we have all of these foods in front of us and we start making impulsive food choices, impulsive drink choices, and then we feel guilty because we've overeaten and that really results from a lack of planning because it's a completely different experience when you enjoy the dessert, but you planned about it ahead of time. Yeah, that's so good. It's such a good point. Cause we definitely, there are people who are like, what you want me to like plan my food. I shouldn't have to do that. Other people don't have to do that. Like I've heard that before. And it's like, that seems so like, it's not spontaneous. How can I enjoy? It's the exact opposite. It actually brings more enjoyment because you can go and you can plan that you're going to have like more of a joy eat, right. It might be more of an indulgent eat 
and you get to enjoy it. You planned for it. You drop all the guilt. There's no like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have had this. I'm such a bad person. Now you drop all that drama. And like, it's just, it's a wonderful experience where you just mindfully enjoy that because you planned for that ahead of time, rather than to your point, right? The mental drama. I loved how you put that of you're there and everyone else is having it. And then you've got this like back and forth, like that visual of like the angel and the devil talking back and forth of like, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I like, no, I'm really trying to be good today. Oh no, you can have it. Everyone else has have it. And you're just caught up in your head. Right. And there's like so much chit chat in your head and you're not even present for the experience of it. And then you likely overindulge and then you feel guilty afterwards. And it's like, who wants all that? It's like so much simpler to just plan. So people, (laughs) let's just plan ahead of time. It's way better. (laughs) Absolutely. And this is exactly what our dietitian team does with their clients. I'll have some clients that will literally email me the menu and, and tell me their food plan. So that's something that's really unique about our program. We go beyond that you know, hour session or 30 minute session with our clients, we're there to have their back and we're 110% in on their journey. So if they wanted to run a food plan by us, even just to check in, we're there to support that journey in our year together. So honestly, I've never seen that in any other program. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good point. Okay. So now we have people going out and they're going out to eat. And of course that involves socializing. And so there's family and friends. And one of the things that I I hear, and I know you hear this, so I'd love to get your thoughts on this is what do I do about the food pushers? And like, I feel so much pressure and I don't want to offend my mother-in-law because she cooked this huge meal for me. So I have to eat it. This, I think, is the most common challenge with social eating. It's the food pressure. It's the mother-in-law or mom that's like, you need to have it or just try it. And then you feel like you've insulted them if you haven't had that food. So it can feel very disempowering when it feels like you can't really own your food choices due to the fear of insulting someone or saying no. We can have a lot of just anxiety before the event and even during the event if we're holding a lot of these distorted thoughts. So first of all, we need to accept that it is our body and we have 100% control of how we want to feel after a meal. So the first strategy is our favorite strategy, which is using I feel statements. So you want to avoid at all costs telling your family or friends that you're on a diet. It never works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Saturday night and you tell them I'm on a diet. And what do they tell you? Just start the diet on Monday. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Right? So instead, use I feel statements. Nobody can argue with how you feel. So if you tell your family or friends, hey, you know what? I don't actually feel really good when I eat just high sugar foods right before bed, if that be dessert. I just feel like my sleep quality is not that good, or I just feel like I have a tummy ache. No one will argue with your feelings. They will argue with your diet. Yeah. Yeah. And you can even like, you can be like, yeah, I kind of feel like upset tummy when I eat that or I get diarrhea when I eat that. They will that will just shut down the conversation, right? Maybe a little bit TMI, but yeah, there's many other ways of phrasing it that won't result in them being like, come on, you don't need to be on a diet. Like you, you're on a diet. Why do you need to go on a diet? Or like start your diet later, right? All of that 
comes when you answer that way. So I love that. I feel statements. It's really great. Yeah. And then there's the situation of offending the host. I hear this way too often, but I will offend the host. You know, they cook this marvelous dessert that they, they bake this marvelous dessert that they made from scratch. I can't say no, that will just be insulting at this point. So this is another really disempowering phrase. And what I encourage everyone to do right now is reflect on when you're a host. What is your main goal of being a host? It's to make everybody happy, really get noticed for your efforts, because at the end of the day, you want your guests to leave satisfied with that meal. So when you think of the other host, what I encourage you to do is, first of all, give them the recognition they deserve. If they spent a lot of time cooking a meal for you, just let them know. Use statements such as like, wow, I can tell how much effort you put into this. This looks, dessert looks incredible, amazing. But you know what? I'm actually really full right now. So do you mind if I just take this to go and enjoy it tomorrow with my coffee? Something as simple as that where you're not going into the diet talk because you don't need to go there. You're really honoring your hunger and fullness. So you're letting them know you feel full, but it looks amazing. And if you can just take it to go. So you're really not insulting them. Or you can use something like, you know what? This looks amazing. Let me circle back to that. And that could be for something that maybe more people are at the event or it's a larger social setting. Yeah, that's so, so good. And I know that there's people who are like, yeah, yeah, that's that you, I can try all those things, but I know like my mother-in-law is truly going to be offended. Like I know what she's like, she's really going to be offended. And what I want to say to that is we spend a lot of time trying to control other people's thoughts and feelings. And I won't unpack that completely today, but by trying to not make someone else feel offense, which by the way, is not because of anything you do or say, it's entirely based on their own thinking. So they've got their own thought model where their thoughts create their feelings. Right. So, but what happens is you're, you're really afraid. Oh, like I'm, I'm going to offend someone. You then make choices and take action that are actually offending yourself because now you're out of integrity with yourself. Right. So I just want us to all, you know, for our listeners to be really aware of what are the results that I create when I'm believing this thought, when I'm believing, oh my goodness, I can't offend her or I can't offend, you know, the host. What's the result that's coming from that? What, when I, how do I feel? So maybe it's obligation when I feel obliged, what do I end up doing? Oh, well, I do these actions that I don't really want to be doing. And then what does that create for you? Well, likely you're offending yourself. And so that's where it's really powerful to kind of unpack like, well, what are the thoughts that you're having about this and how is that influencing the, ch- the choices that you're making? So I think it's so valuable that you brought up that idea of offending someone else or offending the host. Yeah. Absolutely. And to your point, we can't control what others think about us. So maybe we use those statements and maybe they still think, you know, we're not enjoying their their dish. And you know what? We can't control what others think of us. And if we let go that, that's actually not in our power, then that can be really freeing as well. Yeah, exactly. So great. Okay. Anything else that you want to wrap up to help our listeners when they are eating out? So just to summarize, a lot of the key things that we talked about today is really about knowing that planning is freedom. So don't be afraid to plan when you're eating out because really it's going to give you that ultimate power in that eating out scenario to really make food choices that are aligned with your values and not to feel guilty or impulsive at a social event. And just to recognize because you're in your journey, your weight loss journey, 
that doesn't mean you can't eat out. I actually get a lot of clients really surprised how much they can actually eat out, enjoy life, enjoy, enjoy occasions, and still lose weight. So it's completely doable. It's just about being smart about it and working for your body and your thoughts rather than against them. Yeah, so good. Okay, everyone, I hope you heard that this doesn't have to be a painful journey, right? You still can eat out and we want you to enjoy your life. Like we talked about on a previous episode together, this really is about creating the life that you want to live and you're happy living and you love living. So that's what weight loss should feel like. You should be able to enjoy the process and it should not feel like punishment. So Teddy, thank you so much for these tips on how to handle eating out. I know that we've really given our listeners some tools to equip them to feel really confident this summer. So thank you so much, Teddy. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts.